0: Hello again, everyone. I'm Gene Valicente. This is Beyond the Podium. We go one on one with the candidates today Republican for Governor Ashley Kalis. Ashley, thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Let's get right to it. Number one in your own words, what differentiates you from your opponent?
1: I mean, I'm not corrupt. I mean, I right now the governor is under investigation um, from so many agencies. I'm going to try to go through them all. US uh, Attorney General's Office, US Attorney's Office, State Police, uh, most importantly, FBI. And the reason that he's under federal investigation is because he basically wrote a bid and gave a contract to his uh, his friends. And these are sort of old style politics and. Corruption isn't just bad because it's it's bad and immoral, it actually impacts the delivery of services and the ability um, to make the state affordable. Education costs more, Uh, taxes cost more, so we have to really take public corruption seriously. With me, you're going to get a leader with vision, a problem solver, someone who isn't beholden to anyone, somebody who wants to get things done. I can talk about my vision for Rhode Island. First thing we need to do is provide a world class education to all students, no matter their zip code. It's a civil rights issue, but it also is an economic issue. The second thing is we need to be more competitive. We need to have a better business environment, which means uh, reducing regulation and reducing taxes, making sure that Rhode Island is an affordable place to live, work, and raise a family, which means we must tackle the housing crisis. The third thing, and I get really excited when I talk about Rhode Island, is leveraging our assets. We have everything in this state. Uh, We have interstates, railway, deep water ports, 400 miles of coastline. We are strategically located as a gateway to New England between New York and Boston, and we need to leverage those assets. A great way to do that is to lead in something and you know when we think about uh, Boston or Massachusetts we think of biopharma. Connecticut, we think insurance. New York, we think finance. We need a thing that defines Rhode Island. For Rhode Island, what that is, is that's the blue economy, which Mm -hmm. is the sustainable use of the ocean uh, for economic development. That should be the thing that we lead in. If we do this, if we have the political will, it'll be a time of unparalleled success for Rhode Island. But we need new leadership.
0: All right, I should remind everybody, all the candidates get the same questions, no follow-ups. So you've sort of led me into the next question, explain what you see as the the most important issue facing the state would it be that last one you were talking about finding a a top industry to say we are this at that
1: that is an economic uh, issue but it all starts with education so education is something that we need to tackle. It's deeply personal to me. I've said that I will be the education governor. I mean it. We need to uh, do education reform and get it done. That is a long-term issue and thing that we need to work on and not give up on. You know The way that we do it, there is a roadmap. The roadmap is in Massachusetts that turned around their entire state education system. The way that we do it is we start by having high standards, which means ending uh, high stakes, end of the year testing and moving to progress-based testing. The other thing is paying teachers more, which is we are not regionally competitive when it comes to teacher pay. Also leveling the playing field, which is fundamental to our success of getting education reform done, which means reforming the funding formula and also having universal pre-K. Also closing gaps. The way, you know, COVID learning loss is real. The way that we need to close gaps is through individualized tutoring. In Providence, $120 million went, or close to that, went to to addressing COVID learning loss. And right now, we have Providence sitting on that money. We need to be delivering tutoring to students to help close those gaps. Now, you cannot wait, because those gaps are gonna get larger. The other thing is being flexible, because one size does not fit all. And that means that we need to invest in technical and professional training with high schools. We need to have a Davies, which is an excellent model of technical training and academic excellence. We need to have one of those in each county. That will ensure that we have a workforce that is able to get high paying jobs. There is a map, a roadmap for education reform. It's clear, we need a leader that is able to get it done.
0: How are you? you underscore uniquely qualified to address that particular issue. What is it about Ashley?
1: Yeah, and I'll say school choice saved my future. So when we talk about education reform, we have the long term work of doing education reform. And then in the short term, we cannot trap children in failing schools. So my future was saved by education reform. I was raised in Massachusetts during education reform. And that hard work resulted in me being able to um, have the future that I have. Because education is how you access opportunity. It is uh, the path. So if you do not have a public education system that is working, then the idea of the American dream is not really there. And that's what we have in Rhode Island, is that we really need to make sure that we do the hard work that Massachusetts did during that time. Uh, to get education reform and you know I benefited from that I benefited from uh, you know a governor that did that hard work
0: is there a policy or an issue that you've changed your mind on over the past 20 years well I felt one way about this but now I feel this way anything come to mind
1: yeah if you see a look of pain on my face it's because I really believed and maybe it was naive that uh, corruption didn't exist and that these ideas weren't real. And um, it was, you know, I believe in good government and I believe that it existed. And the reality is that corruption and cronyism, it exists, it's real in Rhode Island, and I, um, it was disappointing to sort of have that reality smack you in the face, especially mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. And it's unnecessary. If you have leadership, somebody who will make sure that they root out uh, fraud, waste, and abuse, then we can have the government that I thought existed when I was much younger mm. in sort of my idealism. I don't want to give that up. I now, I now understand that uh, corruption and cronyism, it's real, and it impacts our ability to uh, move the state forward, but it doesn't have to stay that way. Mm. So I've changed and now I believe it's true, but I'm not giving up the belief that we can choose a different path.
0: Is there a question you wish someone would ask you?
1: Hmm. I think uh, if somebody could ask me about Comedy Plast. Comedy Plast is my family's uh, nonprofit foundation. It was founded in... Rhode Island over 15 years ago, and what it is is it's a it's a medical nonprofit that goes to Peru every year and treats children with craniofacial anomalies, mm-hmm. so cleft lips and palates, but also more complex craniofacial issues like craniosynostosis or uh, syndromic issues like croissant uh, disorder. And so we go every single year, and it's a comedy because we bring a troupe of clowns as well. So oh, it's okay. clowns and surgeons. Uh, we work together at the Children's Hospital in Lima, deliver the services. We thought initially that we would be in one country maybe for a few years treat patients and then go to another place. The reality is the need there was so great that we've just stayed and I'm looking forward to going back because it's been two years because of COVID we haven't been able to do the missions and it's something that is deeply rewarding because we've stayed we've watched children that we treated as small children become Mm -hmm. adults and it's a really rewarding medical practice that does really great things.
0: Who was your political hero and why?
1: i have to say right now it's Helena Um, She ran a great campaign. She is smart, successful, and she was in it for the right reason. She didn't need to do that. She was at a point in her career and in her, her life where she didn't need to get into, uh, into the arena. And she did it because she wanted to serve the state. And no matter what your party is, you have to admire the motives and what she did, and also her record of accomplishments. And, you know, what we saw with the governor when she called and she is just a woman of such grace she called after uh, losing and it was a close race so i'm sure it was really really hard mm-hmm. she called to concede which is what you do and the governor said you know um yeah hang up hang up on her basically and that just shows you know he also when uh dr alexander scott endorsed Telena, he attacked Dr. Alexander Scott. Then his lieutenant governor had to come in and defend Dr. Alexander Scott. And uh, also, you also see why maybe Gina didn't talk to him for a few years. I mean, the governor seems to have an issue with strong, smart women that are leaders. And I want to bring it back to Helena because that's who it's really about and she really uh, deserves credit for putting herself out there running a good race Mm -hmm. and bringing good ideas to the state and presenting a vision of leadership that isn't about uh, the old ways. And I intend to ensure that I I finish that and we no longer have Dan McKee, but Helena was great. She is great. All
0: right. What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Oh my uh, my goodness. Um. I want to give you something like good and pithy but really it's it's never give up and never underestimate an underdog. Uh, my mother was divorced uh, when we were very young, and she didn't have much of a chance, but she started a business, did well in business, and was able to provide a good life for us. And I think it also goes into boxing for me as well. I love boxing because of that sort of fighting mentality of you don't give up, you keep on trying, and if you show up day after day and you persist, you you underdogs often win. And so with boxing, you get knocked down, you get back up again. Uh, you also have to take a, a bad round and move into the next one. So I think it's just don't give up, don't underestimate an underdog, uh, because often if they're willing to fight and persist, they win.
0: Okay. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.